say hello to Floyd Little and Jim Brown, Sean Tucker in the orange record books with his fifth touchdown of the game. All across CNY. Keep the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. It's the 315. Hardy faking face the crease. Jameson goes the He scores! Here's Brian Higgins. All right, so less than a month from baseball opening day, right? Uh, that That's what's going on today. What what should we talk about? Welcome in, everybody. You know, we, we signed off from the post-game show, whatever we were calling it, my show, post-game show, whatever we did uh, yesterday. Say, well, I guess we got to come up with something to talk about tomorrow. Done and done. Uh, I've written down two words. Today, you know, I got a nice Google Doc and it's got all the show prep and, you know, we get ready for the day and we're very prepared around here and we like to give you all a good show, be knowledgeable and prepared. I've written down two words today. Jim Beheim. There's the show. That's the show, people. That's what we got for you today. Is it altogether surprising news? No. Was it delivered in the smoothest possible way? No. Was it somehow magically appropriate to all involved? You bet your bottom dollar. And uh, here we are, day one post Jim Beheim, And for many of us, day one without Jim Beheim, like in our entire lives. We have a, a new dawn, a new day here in Syracuse, and we will figure out what that means uh, going forward here today. But here's, um, here's the plan for today. We got a lot of guests. We got a lot of guests. Still want to hear from a, a lot of you out there, but we do have... Uh, four guests today, so we'll be uh, uh, jammed here, so we'll get you in when we can. Uh, but uh, just so you know, the plan of the show today, we got three former players that will be joining us. Uh, Chris Joseph will be uh, touching base at 2.15. Gene Waldron will be uh, touching base at 2.30. 3.30, Eton Thomas. So that, that's kind of hitting three different eras of uh, Q's basketball, three We've got, like, of the four-and-a-half-plus decades, I think we're accounting for, you know, three of them, three uh, major time periods of Q's basketball. It's almost kind of the beginning, the middle, and uh, not quite the end, but maybe the uh, the verge of the last chapter will be, we'll be hitting with you over the course of uh, the program today. Also, we'll be uh, talking with Chris Carlson of Syracuse.com of the Post Standard coming up at 3 o'clock on the show today. You know, obviously Mike and Donna were down... Uh, there yesterday and uh, asked the questions as well and as repeatedly and as aggressively and as confusingly as I think we all went through it yesterday in the post-game press conference that kind of, you know, this was all going to happen anyway, of course, but to kind of lit the candle and accelerated the whole thing. Uh, they did a great job on all that reporting, uh, Chris and all have written, but Chris wrote a nice article uh, this morning on uh, Jim and Chris and I are we, we are the same age, so I'll be interested in uh, his perspective on uh, all that has uh, transpired here recently and really over the time period. He'll join us today at 3, and we will uh, work in your calls uh, around that. Phone lines open, and uh, we'll be, uh, when we do not have the guests on the air, 315-437-7644. We'll be talking to you uh, throughout the show all around that. But, man, this is uh, this is strange, is it not? Both in the way it ended. And was it ever going to end clean? Did this ever have a shot at ending clean? No, I don't think so. Watching how everything played out yesterday, that was uh, not to say that it was going to end exactly like it ended like that, but 
I, I don't think we were ever actually going to get a day where Jim just retired. Everybody cheered, and that was that. Especially watching the way it played out, because there was ample opportunity, and there has been for years. And part of what made him a great coach is the reason it had to end like this. I don't think you could get one without the other. And we'll hear from his players today and what it was like to to play for him. And, you know, Gene was there in the early 80s, and not the first group of uh, Louis and Bowie, but he was right after that. You know, they went through, then then Waldron uh, was there. Gene was there, and, you know, the guys he played with. And then it was the Pearl and going forward. So I'll be interested, you know, what what was it like then? That was still very early, uh, Jim Beheim. Eton Thomas was there, you know, kind of right on the, the heels coming off of that national title game against Kentucky. Then Eton came in, and what, what was it like to be there then? And we'll, we'll have Chris Joseph uh, first. You know, he was there at a high uh, mark of the program. But what, what was it like to play for this guy? What was it like to grow under this guy? And then for all of them, what's it been like to watch it over these years? Gene obviously did, uh, we did games on the radio with Gene over the years, so he's been involved in the program, uh, has not been involved in that aspect of it, but, you know, in town, what's it like to watch this? Eton further away, you know, a decade in the NBA. You know, he's down in the D.C. for the most part, but he's out and about, he's all around and very opinionated. What's it been like for Eton now? Hard to believe this is Obviously, we just did the 20 years of the national title team. Eton is 23 years removed from his uh, time here. Well, what's it like for Eton looking, looking at all this? And uh, Chris Joe, obviously, we talked to Chris a lot here. Heck, we had Chris under the postgame show yesterday. Right after the press conference happened, we were talking to Chris. I, I'm, I'm interested to see where Chris is at now compared to then. Because we were just kind of blinking at each other after that. Happened. Did Jim Beheim just retire? What just happened? Has Jim Beheim? As we talk now, is Jim Beheim retired? The word retire has not been actually used once by anybody. Jim actively didn't say it. And uh, the universities are releases and quotes and everything from uh, John Wildhat, Kent Siverud, Adrian Autry, none, none of them. Nobody sa- has said the word retired. Does that matter? It has certainly led us, it made it more messy. Like, things have been cleaner at other places. Like, Roy Williams did it the whole other way. Roy was weepy in an hour and retiring, and let's get it over to Hubert and the whole thing. Coach K, I mean, that's a whole other thing. I'm not necessarily wishing for a year of that. There's different ways to do it, but you know what? I, I'd say of these three, of these Hall of Fame coaches that have hung it up recently, and I know Jay Wright is a Hall of Famer and multiple national champions, but let's focus more on the trio of those three that, you know, did it past quote-unquote retirement age. They all kind of did it in ways that fit their personality. And better, worse, and otherwise, like yesterday, that was Jim Beheim. And there have been multiple articles, and, you know, every national voice has chimed in and whatnot. And now, you know, I'm reading all these articles and whatnot. You know, Jim's, Jim's whatever Jim is, and Jim can be a bit of a uh, well, there's a lot of words we can't say on the radio, but let's say this. Jim can be a bit of a bleep, but now other people are trying to, hey, no, no, you national types. He can be a bit of a bleep. He's our bleep. <laughs> That's kind of how it, how it uh, turns in the course of, uh, in the course of a day. But man, it's interesting times. So we now, we now enter a time and I know there's callers and we'll hear from you today and we'll hear from you tomorrow and. This is going to stretch out here for a little bit. And we hear from a lot of people that were there in the Manly Fieldhouse days and were there when Roy Danforth was head coach and all that. 
But I, I don't know the actual percentage of our listenership that legit remembers that, but it's more than none. But uh, a majority of the people listening now either do not remember a time of Syracuse basketball before Jim Beheim, or literally were not alive. And I would put I I would not put myself I am in that category was not alive in a time before Jim Beheim. And I've been following Syracuse basketball my whole life, and there is not a day literally where it would have been possible for me to actually remember a time of Syracuse basketball in which Jim Beheim did not factor. And you know. There's a lot of people out there, you know, they went to school here or they grew up here. Like, you could have gone to school here. Like, you could have showed up to Syracuse not having any idea about Syracuse basketball, Jim Beheim, and gone to school. You go out into the real world, and and now somehow Jim Beheim has been a part of more than half of your life, whether you knew it or not. Like, this is what it is. This is the world right now that, uh, that we've got with this stuff. It's just, it's crazy how we all knew this point was coming, and yet it is still... It still catches you a bit off guard when it gets here. Not because it's good, bad, or otherwise. Just because you have known nothing else. Good, bad, or otherwise. All right, let's get a call in before we start getting to our our guest here today. Uh, Rob from the Mohawk Valley got on the line immediately today. Rob, welcome in. How you doing? Good. Thanks, Ryan. I did. Get, I jumped in there a little quick. I was kind of fumbling with what I was going to say. Uh, to me, it's all too surreal. You know, I woke up this morning. I was like, man. You know, I've been a fan. I'm 58 years old. Been there right from the beginning, since Manley, since, uh, I can't even remember if I saw a Roy Danforth uh, coach, but um, it, the whole thing to me is surreal. I think, obviously, he's an icon at SU. Going forward now, you know, I, I'm, you know, Adrian Autry, I'm not sure how long has he actually been with the program, and, you know, what does he have to bring to the table? That's what I'm wondering. Well, Reds, uh, I believe this is his 11th year as an assistant, so I say, and it's funny, when you measure it against the scope of Jim Beheim. Uh, Eleven is a blink. Eleven's a very long time. Like that, that is way longer than most uh, most coaching staffs get at any school. So Red has been here a long time. He was hired as the the third assistant. Uh, got elevated. Obviously, the Bernie Fine stuff happened just shortly after Red arrived here, so he got elevated to right. second assistant pretty quickly, and then you know into the associate coach chair when Hop left. And that's six years ago now. So you know Red Red's put in some pretty serious time in that seat. Yeah. So what do you think he has to bring as far as uh, his scheme? I mean, will he, do you think he's going to take what uh, Beheim showed him, like the 2-3, and you know, going forward, what's going to happen, in your opinion? Uh, well, Rob, and that, that's where it's going to be interesting here, and uh, thanks for the call, uh, Rob, that... You know, I'm sure, like, I don't. will the zone just die and completely go away? I don't think so. But Red has said out loud before that, like, if he is the head coach here, there, or wherever, that he will play more than zero-man defense. Now, when you're in a position that Red is in, like you cannot come out in his position and like publicly say, "Zone stinks, man, forever." So maybe that's what he'll do when he's the head coach. Maybe they'll, maybe we'll see a hundred percent man in press next year. I don't know, but I, I think you know we've seen none of it, give or take. We'll, we'll see more than none as far as the rest of his scheme. I don't know. I don't know. I think when you're an assistant, you have to be very careful about how you present that information publicly. Because if you're seeing like basketball scheme stuff publicly that flies in the face of what the head coach is doing, it you're, you're looking critical of your own program. That's not who Red is. So we'll see. Red will get his first chance tomorrow, and we'll carry his uh, press conference live right here. That's at uh, 10 a.m. in the morning tomorrow, and he'll be joining Orange Nation sometime between noon and 2 uh, tomorrow. So these are questions that we can now ask Red that he can begin legitimately answering. Now, how much will he have considered it at this point? I'm sure he's considered it. How much is he prepared to commit to it? I, I don't know. With that, we will uh, take a break. 
Uh, we will come back. Chris Joseph joins us next. Gene Waldron after that. Your calls as well as we roll on throughout the hour here on the 315. Glad to have you here today on uh, the first day of a whole new world here on the Q's and QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Here I am. Here we are. Jordan's typing in something in Twitter right now to show me. I'm, I'm excited to see what, what pops up on my screen. News, news, news is happening. I'm not entirely certain. What I, now, now I'm just reading something on uh, on the air. Yeah, it's uh, uh, reporting uh, sources telling News Channel 9, I guess. Uh, did Steve have this earlier? Did this just come out? Where's Steve? Steve! Uh, that the the transition was made earlier due to Bayheim's comments. Yeah, I believe that. Like, Bayheim, like that post-game press conference yesterday was like, what world are we living in? And we were airing that. It ended um, a little bit more than 24 hours ago. That ended at 2.30-ish yesterday. Uh, give or take, uh, with basically the last words being Mike Waters trying to clarify the just beyond peculiar back and forth with Donna, in which Jim said, oh, it's very clear. And Donna's like, uh, yeah, I know clear. This ain't it. God bless those two for, uh, <laughs> like, they, they need a vacation after that. Uh, you don't get one. Uh, not Not when this is happening, but, man, they need a minute after that one. But, uh, yeah, I'd imagine that did move up the timeline. That said... And I don't know, this is a speculation, but like clearly this was known that Jim was going to be done after this year and Red was going to be the next head coach. No duh. There is no way this is going to be put out after uh, any time other than, you know, quasi-immediately after they lost to the ACC tournament. It, it would seem, you know, unless they had happened to win the whole thing or or whatever. But uh, I think, you know, you, need, you had to be ready to get it out before the transfer portal opens in that scenario. Portal opens Monday. I'll also say this, and this is just me talking. This is not this is not sourced excitement or anything like this. I don't think there's a zero percent chance Syracuse makes the NIT. You know, I really uh, NIT bracketology. Throw your NIT bracketology in the trash. Like if the NIT says we want to make money and have eyeballs in our tournament, like Syracuse is one of the teams they look at. Like I don't think it's completely a bonkers idea that Red Autry is coaching Syracuse in an NIT game like Tuesday night. Will that happen? I don't think it's a high percentage chance. But I don't think that's like, wow, I'm saying something crazy uh, when, it, when it comes to that. So we'll see how it all plays out. But now Red Monday, transfer portal, or more importantly, Red Monday, stopping people from going in the transfer portal. We'll see how it all plays out. I know this. We're far from done uh, with this whole story. Let's hit the phones here. we got a few minutes with you before we get to Chris Carlson. Uh, top of the hour, John in the queue is with us. John, hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I was listening to the show before before yours, and they had Demetrius Nichols on as a guest, and they asked him what they, he thought of Adrian Autry, and he said he thought he was the best player for the job and one of the best recruiters in the country, which I thought both things were totally insane. I mean, if that's, this is what's causing all the problems for this program because they had to be settling for second and third choice recruits over the last years. I don't understand that comment whatsoever. Well, uh, John, it, 
we don't know because it all ties into Jim Beheim. It, it's who knows. Maybe some of those recruits liked Red or Jerry and didn't want to play for Beheim. I don't know this. This is just, this is just tossing tossing stuff out there. But there is the possibility that Red got guys in the room and then maybe guys decided, okay, I'm going to go to Kentucky instead. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Like okay, I'd say Red's not a, Red's not. Thank you, John. Red's not a slam dunk hire. I like Red. Red's a great guy. He's always been uh, nice to me. Is it a slam dunk no brainer hire? In the grand scheme, no, I don't think so. Like hiring the associate coach, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Could there be somebody else out there in the country that might be a better option? Maybe. But like, there's a lot we just don't know. It's impossible to know. Like the fact that Syracuse was in the mix for a bunch of big-time recruits. Like a lot of them were Red's guys and or Jerry's guys, but they didn't get them. So why is that over the years? Was it because people didn't know what the Jim Beheim thing was going on? Maybe. If you're a recruit, it had to play more than zero role in your thought process. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll know quickly. Like, like Red's in the room with these kids right now. If they start coming here again, well, then we'll know. Back to the phones. Vito back with us. Vito, hello. How you doing? Hey, Brian. I'm good. So, wow, what a last couple days. So, <laughs> let's look at I, – I, I have the side of the university, and I'm going to tell you why. So if this happened five years ago, I'd be on the side of Bayheim. Mm-hmm. But look at what has transpired over these last five years, particularly these last two, where they're 33 and 31. Um, they're striking out on multiple recruits. He has not backed up his position with, you know, the records. Uh, Bayheim has not performed well enough to behave the way he's been been behaving. Now, if you look at what happened yesterday, I think the best way to handle it would have been to have Jim Beheim say, we will discuss this in a presser at the Dome this weekend, uh, and, and we will tell you our way forward. The university will, I will, and that would have been that. They would have shut down Dakota and Waters right there, and they could have handled it when they were back in town. I don't know why they didn't do that. And um, obviously they had to have something in place because Autry was already, you know, he already knew he was going to be head coach because if they went out and, and, and released that later yesterday afternoon, they, they had, they had to have everything in place, the contract and all that had to be worked out with Autry. So mm-hmm. I fault Beheim for being as vague as he was and throwing the university under the bus at that point. And you know what, what he did to Hopkins and then he, you know, all these times he's put his foot in his mouth over these last few years, he's talking about Pittsburgh and Wake Forest buying their teams. I just think that this was a situation where the university had enough and, and they said enough is enough. You know, he didn't go along with the plan in the press conference and say what he was supposed to say. He wanted to be vague about it. You know, you heard the Tota and Waters. They were just, it was, it, they were incredulous. It's like, well, what do, you, what do you want to do? And then he starts saying, well, you heard my retirement speech in the Dome Saturday. And then they said, so you retired then. And then he's like backtracking on that. It, it just made zero sense. And I just think it, I got the feel. And from what I've been hearing from friends close to the university, that they had enough. Enough was enough. Uh, Going forward, I'm done talking about that. I, I just want to know what is Autry's philosophy going to be with the defense? Um, is he going to be a 50-50 zone guy? Like what? It, it, you know, if you ever get a chance, if you get him on Brian, talk defense with him I, because I feel like 
the zone defense became a distraction with recruits. It was used against them on the recruiting trail, and I'm just hoping that he's more open-minded to, to playing multiple defenses, namely man-to-man and, and not just zone. So that's my thoughts on it, man. I'm, I'm happy that they're moving forward. I'm sad to see Bayheim go. I, I know people that will surprise a lot of people based on how I've, uh, you know, what I've said over the airways these last two weeks. But it's, it's a good thing that they're moving on now, and, and I'm sad to see how it happened and how it went down. Uh, so uh, thanks for the time, Brian. Thank you, Vito, as always. And I'll say this, like it emotionally hits us all, right? Like, Vito, we've all, we've all been Syracuse fans observers whatever for like our whole lives like it hits you in a way because it's been your whole life watching this guy uh, do the thing like like him or don't like him or complicated thoughts on Bayheim or whatever like it hits you in a way um red i will say this will be on orange nation tomorrow i will bust down the door and i will ask about defense or i'll tell paulie and steve to do it um hopefully they'll figure it out themselves uh but yeah red in the past feed i'll say this we, we've talked about this and not just me like other people talk to okay if you're the head coach down the line will you play some men uh, yeah, he, he has already said that before, that he'll definitely play uh, some man. What the percentages will be, I, I can't imagine he's going to lob out a percentage uh, tomorrow or if they'll completely ditch the zone or completely go man or suddenly be uh, 40 minutes of hell. I don't know. But yeah, Red, Red has said he's not auto-hewing to zone just because it's Syracuse. So he's said that before, uh, but we will be airing uh, Red's uh, full introductory press conference, which is now scheduled for tomorrow at 10. We'll do that uh, here on these airwaves and on QSportsTalk.com and probably on TK. It's We'll, we'll just have it out and about uh, tomorrow. And then Red will be on Orange Nation sometime tomorrow. The show is from noon to 2. Tune in for some time of it, and you will hear Red uh, tomorrow and yeah that'll be there's plenty other to talk about red on day one but yeah i i think honestly that's one of the main questions people want to know man or zone well i'm gonna cattle prod Polly. we'll make him ask that one uh tomorrow but Vito, uh, thanks as always for the phone call with that a break chris carlson post standard syracuse.com wrote a nice article on uh, jim Beheim this morning as did mike and donna and everybody over there they've been all over it with their coverage uh this week chris joins us when we come back after this and Tom thomas 3 30 that's hour two here on the program. It's QSportsTalk.com, ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across central New York, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. Uh, it's the show that gives the people what they want. Carrie Underwood. It's Boston Day tomorrow on uh, the show before ours. One of the co-hosts is upset about that with the artist of the day. Tune in tomorrow, though, sometime between 12 and 2. The new Syracuse basketball head coach, Red Autry, will be on the program at a time during 12 to 2. You will listen to the whole show. Hey, it's between 12 to 2. you got to keep listening. Mate. What if they? What if he's late? Maybe it'll spill over after 2 for the other show. We like that other show. I've heard good things. But rolling along here, phone lines open here for the next couple minutes. If you'd like to chime in with your thoughts, 315-437-7644 for ESPN uh, 44. It, it, tomorrow's good. I mean, every day here in the next few days is going to be interesting. Every day in the next few days is going to be interesting. So, like, this day had to come at some point. Could have come eight years ago. Here we are today. And the next head coach could have been Mike Hopkins eight years ago, and here we are today. It's Red Autry. Like, very ironically, like, we don't know Mike Hopkins' fate, and, you know, everyone likes Hop, and hopefully this doesn't come to pass, but it's possible that Hop is going to get fired. Like, it's not quite gone great the last few years at Washington after he was back-to-back Pac-12 Coach of the Year in his first two years there, and it's not gone well. 
and they were okay this year. Didn't do great in the Pac-12 conference and lost in the conference tournament yesterday. So very oddly, like the 10 years of Jim Beheim and Mike Hopkins, six years in, might have ended on the same day. We don't know that yet uh, for sure. Hop still has, uh, I think, a year left on his contract or two. So there's there's time left out there, depending on Washington uh, wants to do. But it is just so weird how this is all how this is all tied together. It is so weird how this is all tied together. And what will we hear tomorrow? I don't think we're going to be hearing from Jim Beheim. We will hear from Red Autry. I'm presuming we'll hear from John Wildhack, maybe from Kent Sivrood. I'll be very interested to see who is who is at this press conference in speaking roles. And like what what are people going to be willing to answer? Because obviously over the last day, like between two thirty and five o'clock yesterday afternoon had to be um, exciting fun times for people in charge. And then however long it took to officially draw up documents and whatnot, let's go back a month. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it started when, when Jim was getting mad about being asked about Benny Williams or whatever the next one was he got mad about or the Pete Thamel article and then retractions one through six. I, I don't know when the actual push Kim to shove drop dead moment was, but it, you know, it's in there somewhere. I'll be interested to see what anybody actually reveals tomorrow about this whole process, about Jim Beheim's comments yesterday about not being offered a emeritus-ish, fundraising-ish, whatever-ish type job in, in the university. Where is that going to lead going for? I don't think any doors are closed on something like that, nor should they be, but it needs to be handled properly. And I'm sure all, everyone will try to steer the attention toward red tomorrow as it should be at an introductory press conference. That's usually what we do. But we that's just, unfortunately for Red, and Red will be, on, again, on Orange Nation tomorrow. The conversation will be about Red during Orange Nation tomorrow because it will be talking to Red. But these are more questions, less for Red. Like, if Red's offered, hey, you want to be the next head coach? What? Are, what yeah, yes. Like, there's your conversation. The other conversations are all about Jim Beheim. How did this go down? What were the negotiations? What? When did push come to shove? Did he retire? How did it end? Was he, in essence, fired? Like, if he had a year left on his contract and he's not coaching next year, call it what you want, but that's being fired. Like, I'll be very interested to see how any of this stuff handled tomorrow. And again, the, well, the university will say, you know, his contract is private university, blah, blah, blah. Like, what actually will be said out loud about any of this? What will be gleaned uh, tomorrow, we'll hear that uh, live on these airwaves and on QSportsTalk.com at uh, 10 in the a.m. tomorrow morning. And then we will parse its every detail throughout the remainder of the day tomorrow. With that, we will uh, take a break. When we come back, Aton Thomas. Should Aton Thomas be the next retired jersey number? Remember when that was happy fun times conversation like a week ago? Like that was an actual question. Now, like a lot, a lot of stuff has happened. A lot of stuff has happened. Since then, Natan, when we come back, it's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. All right, rolling along on the program today. Has anyone heard about Bluey Live coming to Syracuse? Who else is going? 
As we uh, work our way toward the end of the uh, program uh, today, those Aussies, they know how to make a TV show. But, uh, man, it's been, a, it's been a day. It's been a, it's been a week here, and uh, we, we ain't done yet. Lots coming up uh, tomorrow when we uh, think about um, an introductory press conference for a new Syracuse basketball head coach. There hasn't been one of those since 1976. I assume there was one in 1976. It's not like this. It's not like it was press conference. What is this kookiness? I'm assuming it existed. I don't recall ever actually seeing like a clip or anything of it. Maybe some somebody go dig into the archives, get the reels. We need to splice. But it, it has been a minute. It has been a minute since there's been a day like tomorrow. Like, I was not alive. Or all that close to it. But uh, that'll be 10 o'clock tomorrow. Introductory uh, press conference uh, for one Adrian Red Autry. Watch it right here. If right here is QSportsTalk.com. Listen to it right here. If right here is ESPN Radio here in central New York. We will be providing that uh, to you Tomorrow is the plan on that, and then we will be reacting to it uh, throughout the uh, remainder of uh, the day, whatever gets uh, said on uh, that thing uh, tomorrow. And uh, this hour, as always, has been brought to you by our good friends at ICM Controls. You want that ICM Controls Impact Scholarship? We know you do. Ten grand. Nothing to sneeze at. The deadline for that is coming up on May the 1st. Apply, you high school seniors. Do that at icmcontrols.com slash scholarship. ICMcontrols.com slash slash scholarship is uh, how we would say this. And as we uh, get toward the end of our day today. Here's what's on tap tonight. Uh, what's on tap? Uh, on a normal day in life when nothing was going on, we might have had more time to mention uh, things like this. Here's a here's a cool little, little nugget of a thing going on today. Remember when... We're worried about the uh, transfer portal and, oh, my goodness, it's going to be open on Monday for basketball. Remember when we were all freaked out about Aronde Gadsden leaving? <laughs> Football. Remember? There's other sports. Um, Aronde's going to be at the Boys and Girls Club today at 530. Spending time with the kiddos. Spending time uh, with the kiddos. So uh, good for Aronde. He'll be out at the uh, Boys and Girls Club uh, in the queues today at uh, 530. So uh, shout out to Aronde getting out there, uh, doing good. Doing good in the community. Remember when we were all freaked out about that? Aronde is going to leave. No, he's he's here and he's doing good things. So a uh, shout out, uh, Aronde Getson. All right. That that secures our time talking about <laughs> other sports. Back to Bayheim. Uh, what's on tap tonight? I, I hear this. Uh, despite the fact Syracuse lost in the ACC tournament yesterday, I'm told that they're still going to play the rest of it. I don't know who made the decision such as that. That seems that's the most blankety blank thing I've heard in thirty years. Miami Wake came down to the buzzer. Uh, the the guy Henderson who beat Syracuse yesterday almost beat Miami at the buzzer today, but Miami hangs on for a seventy four seventy two win. It appears that uh, Miami is going to be playing Duke. Duke, they're on tap right now. They are my goodness, Pitt. Pitt is getting cracked. Duke 60, Pitt 34, early second half. Uh, tonight in the tournament, Carolina and Virginia at 7. That's an interesting little game. Carolina trying to uh, get back on the right side of the bubble. And uh, the nightcap tonight, NC State and Clemson. Uh, NC State scored a lot of points yesterday. 97? It was a lot. Uh, Clemson, how many do they need to win to make the tournament? Those are some uh, 
Those are some basketball games uh, tonight. That's on tap uh, tonight. Axeman's on tap next. Uh, your calls as well, uh, for sure. Uh, Newhouse and Knight will be on tap uh, later on this evening as uh, well on QSportsTalk.com. Uh, and I do believe uh, Crunch Crunch Weekly. Is it Thursday? I think we're going to weekly it up uh, later on uh, today. On, on tap on the show tomorrow. I don't know what we're doing yet tomorrow, man. I didn't know what we were doing today until this morning. Things keep happening. Things keep happening. What should we do tomorrow? Just a full retrospective of Mike Powell's Syracuse lacrosse career? Or will we talk more about uh, Jim Beheim? Probably the latter. Maybe some red. Red's going to be on Orange Nation tomorrow. Don't miss that. When? Between 12 and 2. That's when the show is. He'll be on the show during the show uh, tomorrow. Again, his uh, introductory press conference. The first Syracuse introductory press conference of a new men's basketball head coach since 1976. It's only been 47 years. Somebody tweeted out earlier today how many days it was. People like to do that. I don't know. It's like 15,000 days. I don't know. It's a lot of days. It's a good amount of days. It is a good amount of days since there's been a new basketball head coach of Syracuse. But we'll have uh, full coverage of that for you at 10 uh, tomorrow. So do tune in for that. And then we'll certainly be uh, reading and reacting and talking about that uh, throughout the course of uh, the day uh, tomorrow. So looking forward to uh, all that tomorrow. I guess we can actually watch some basketball games tonight. Like, there was a game that happened after Syracuse's game yesterday. Anyone have any idea what happened in it? Like, including the people that participated in it and, like, broadcasting it? Nobody knows what happened in that. It was just all Jim Beheim All day long yesterday, weird afternoon yesterday, more clarity than none came at 5 o'clock, and perhaps more clarity uh, further than that will come at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Absolute clarity? Absolutely not. Will we ever have absolute clarity on what's happened in the last few weeks? I severely doubt it. If anyone wants to do the tell-all, we're here. We're listening. <laughs> We'd love to know what all happened behind the street, all behind the scenes on all that. So uh, that's going to wrap things up today. Great to talk to all of our guests, Chris Joe, Gene Waldron, Chris Carlson, Aton Thomas. On the block, coming up next right here, QSportsTalk.com, ESPN Radio.